Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. On this episode, we get to kick it with my homeboy, Scott Moses. That's right. 20 years later, and Vegas is making up for it. All these years put in hard work, Vegas has become a place to be looking for cars to come out on the scene, and there's more coming out in the near future. Now, on today's show, we get to talk to my homeboy, Scott Moses. You might be familiar with him because his double cab is in the magazine this month. That's right. The trouble cab is featured this month's Hot VWs. We talk about Scott, about the build process. We talk about the the, the behind the scenes story on the double cab and how that came to be and uh, what his inspiration was behind building it and some of the inspiration behind his other car. And we just get to kick it. So uh, you're in luck this episode because me and Scott have been buddies for a real long time. Been friends as teenagers, and uh, it's nice to see him get his car featured in the magazine. You might remember his older car. He had a uh, 67 Red Convertible on Cup 2s, and that was featured with a big, fat turbo motor. We talk about the convertible as well. So there's lots to talk about on this podcast, and I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. And I get to razz in my boy a little bit because we're homeboys. So now let's get into some shout-outs for this week. First shout-out goes to VW Shanti. He leaves a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and he says, Great interviews with influential members of the air-cooled community. I really enjoy the conversations with fellow VW enthusiasts. Ron sends me an email and says, Hey, Bill T., just curious if there's any update on the DMS hydraulic kit. He said, I thought you pulled the trigger on it. Don't know what the turnaround was. Maybe a couple months earlier, but thought I'd check. As an old guy to the scene, I really enjoy the podcast. Cheers, Ron. So, Ron, to answer your question, I did order the Demon Motorsports kit. Uh, Ryan Lothar reached out to me about a week or so ago, and we confirmed some information on the beam. So, I'm hoping to see it sometime around May here. Pretty excited to get it. Uh, George T is obviously going to be putting it on for me, and I'll give you guys a full update. But I'm pretty stoked. If you guys don't know anything about the hydraulic setup, make sure you go back to uh, episode number 110 and take a listen to that. Demon Motorsports, Ryan Lothar, and we go over the new style hydraulic suspension. So that's a good one, and that's going to go on my bus. So I'm looking forward to getting that put in. Also, this week I got in the mail from Type E Motorsports, one of the sponsors. I got a 4-inch narrowed front beam. It appears to be quite high quality. I know my boy Jason Dunkel ordered a front beam from him, and uh, he's pretty happy with that as well as I got my shifter from Gene Berg. And now a word from our sponsors. Are you looking to get some disc brakes on your bus on the down low? How about a narrowed beam? What about converting your bus to IRS? Well, let me tell you what. The boys over at Type E Motorsports got your number. They've got a disc brake kit that allows you to go buy off-the-shelf factory-available parts at any local auto parts place and adapt disc brakes and wide five to the front of your bus. For only 500 bucks, you can pick up that kit that takes your 63 to 67 bus and converts it to discs in the front with ready-to-go off-the-shelf parts that you purchase at your local auto parts place. How about a narrowed beam? A U.S.-made narrowed 4-inch link pin beam, 215 bucks. Or to do IRS, 950 bucks for a complete easy bolt-in IRS kit. He also does full bus beams end-to-end, rotor-to-rotor for three grand turnkey. So if you guys want to get some of your stuff decked out on your bus or your bug, go check out Type E Motorsports. Now, Brian's been on the podcast before, so you can check him out in episode number 105. Check him out at type-emotorsports.com. They've got a lot of suspension parts available, all U.S. made and ready to go. So hit them up at typeemotorsports.com. Guess who's back? VW Trends Magazine, that's who. Bringing back the fun in magazines. A true cross-culture of the VW hobby. VW Trends was always willing to step outside and bring you the latest trend in the VW scene. And you could be a part of this historic relaunch. How, you ask? Well, go to VWTrendsMagazine.com and there are several different ways that you can help relaunch this magazine. That's right. This is a grassroots effort put on by the VW community itself, relaunching one of those fun magazines that was bringing the culture to the market. They've got subscription packages all the way from $1.99 in the Founders Club all the way to donate five bucks just to do your part to help get this back on the scene. This magazine for the people's car is for the people and it's by the people. So now you guys can be a part of history and contribute to help get this magazine relaunched. First issue's coming out shortly, so stand by to get more details on that. But for now, go to vwtrendsmagazine.com and support the relaunch of VW Trends Magazine. All right, guys, let's get into it this week. Scott Moses the Trouble Cab featured in this month's Hot VWs on Let's Talk Dubs. A Volkswagen is a nice station wagon to have around the house. The 1974 Volkswagen, covered by VW Motor Security Blanket. 
on today's podcast, I'm welcoming in one of my homeboys, Scott Moses. Scott. Hey, welcome, Bill T. <laughs> Scott is in the building, and uh, Scotty, as you guys know, is one of my boys, drives a red turbo convertible, and you'll be a little more familiar with him because, Scott, this month is in Hot VW's magazine. He's got a green double cab. It's looking good. Congratulations on the magazine feature, Scott. Thank you. And uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of that today. So we're going to talk about Scott. We're going to get, we're, here's what we're going to do because, and the advantage we have is Scott's a buddy of mine. So we're going to get a little bit more behind the scenes on the double cab. Uh, yeah, it's all the way in the back, Scott. Scott's looking at the magazine here in the studio for the first time. He's only seen a few pictures on Instagram <laughs> or on Facebook. And uh, you'll see it. Did you find your feature I, yet? I found the feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, one of the things that we wanted to talk about was uh, we talk a lot about being VW guys and magazine guys, right? Like we love magazines, which is what was our motivation. We're going to give maybe our little two cents about some of the magazine stuff because on this month's cover, there's a, a Baja bug that happens to belong to a sponsor of the magazine. And <laughs> I, for me, it's a little, it's a little over the top. They have the front cover. Uh, it's an empty bug. The back cover is a full empty bug. Um, the street scene, which Hot VWs is more the street scene. I don't. I don't really see any off-road people buying Hot VWs magazine. No, I, I mean, I don't think. Uh, you know, that's that's the thing. I don't think it. This growing up reading this, you know, the, this publication, other publications, you know, that that produce the same same type of material. It's not. Right. It was like, it was almost like, like, like the magazine had the gratuitous here. We'll throw the off-road guys a bone and just put a little race feature or whatever in there. Cause it never really had prominence in the magazine after the early eighties when off-road was huge. Now again, off-road's growing, growing a bit, but talking about the cover shoot with the empty bug, it, it doesn't make any sense. So it's the new empty bug. And then it says reviving old roots the untold off-road story, right? So there's an untold off-road story of MP and we're going to put, I think to your reader, it's like shove it down your throat, more MP, more MP, more MP, more MP. Okay. That's great. Right? Like I think they, they start to lose touch with their, their people. Their I mean, audience. Am I wrong? No, they're, they, they lose touch with, I think the audience that, that is actually promoting the scene, the street scene. Right. And, and you know, not saying that we don't do off-road too, because, you're an avid off-roader as well. Right. I, we have off-road, you know, vehicles as well. And, you know, I he think he talks it, about the bro dozers that we drive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hey, we're building tundies too. But, um, but the, uh, <coughs> you know, I look what, at, I look what's at, your take. Okay. You're okay. Scott's a couple years younger than me. Just so you guys know, we both grew up in Vegas. Um, we met each other. Ironically enough, we met each other at the Jamboree, the 89 Jamboree, because that was the first California car show I ever went to. It was the 1989 VW Jamboree in Costa Mesa. I met Scott there. Somehow I saw this goofy looking dude with Ray-Bans that were twice the size of his head, and we started talking. (laughs) And then then we became fast friends. Like Back when Billy had a mullet. Right, bro. The mullet. uh, I'm sorry, bro. (laughs) I had a picture. I'll post a picture of the mullet. The mullet was sweet. It's coming back. It it is coming back. And... uh, you know, so we've been in, in VWs for a long time. Street scene guys both grew up single family homes, like single parent homes. Sure. Mom was working. We weren't like wealthy kids. Like we weren't like some friends that we knew that had mom and dad at home and they had a great little j- job. And so they could build really cool cars and stuff while they're sitting at home. So you and I were kind of grinding it out. So since then, Scott and I have been like really good buddies. Um, Scott's a big deal mortgage guy today, but I knew him back when he was uh working at Lucky Grocery Store. and Pushing shopping carts. <laughs> and I was installing car stereos <laughs> on the side of Las Vegas Boulevard off the side of the road. Um, so we've been we've been friends for a long time. And one of the things that you and I both grab, like both of us are like hardcore VW, like, dude, look at that. Check it out. Like, like you know, and Over. we've always been excited by like, especially the magazines. Like, dude, did you see the latest issue of Hot VWs or VW Trans? And like looking at this, I don't know. What's, and the worst part is like you know your bus is in there right your bus you spent yeah well i mean they're years, not and not know. that like you deserve the cover but let me tell you right now i saw the behind the scenes photo shoot uh all the pictures that were there and i and i think i'm gonna post a picture that i made which was a picture of scott's bus that's in there and then i superimposed the hot vw's logo and all this kind of stuff over the top of oh it. that's right we did that. remember i yeah, sent you yeah, that yeah, one yeah, that and i nice think one. uh you know, it, it could have made such a killer cover because 
what is the purpose of the cover of a magazine? Well, you know, I think the purpose of the cover of a magazine for anybody is going to want to draw attention or, you know, inspire other other individuals, maybe another car enthusiast to, mm-hmm. to look at a car and say, hey, you know what? That it, let me grab a, you know an issue of this. This car is amazing. If you're an import guy, you're not super into imports. We're, we're both re- ridiculous car guys. Like it doesn't matter. Like you like imports, sure, I like sure. imports, Chevys, whatever, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and then you're at the magazine. You're, you're like, if I have to go to the store with the wife or something like that, I'll be like, hey, I'm gonna run by the magazines real quick and just go look. She's like, what for? For what? I'm oh, like, and how many times do you come out with a, you know wh- whether it be a, a, a new firearm magazine or you know like I a don't new even dirt own, bike magazine. I don't even own a C10 pickup truck, and I bought the C10 exclusive magazine Correct. because the cover looked cool. Yeah, it drew my attention. It had some cool tech articles and stuff in there. But that's what gets you to pull it up off the shelf is like the exactly. cover art. You know, agreed. I mean, I mean, you could look at it. You know, from a couple of different perspectives, but I don't think, you know, for me and having the, you know, the red convertible, we built that car back in 2007 and I was lucky enough to get. Right. So to get people up to speed on the red convertible, Scott has a red convertible. It was in 2007 hot VWs. 2007. So 2007 hot VWs, one of the issues. And 2007 Volkswagen magazine. Yeah. I'll see if I can pull it up. Um, But one of the issues that it had, it was, uh, it's got like a. Oklahoma bug on the cover or whatever, which is contrary to what we're talking about. Like, Hey, put some of the other scene on there. But the, the vert, when the vert came out, the vert was, I like VWs that like are not the same. 1776 dual carbs, alloys, you know, like, like yeah. the same. You when, know what the, I mean? when the, when the red, when the red converter was built, that car was, you know, Hey, it made the cover of a uh, Volkswagen magazine. And Huge to this cover. day, I get people still hitting me up from, you know, from Europe and telling me how, you know, you know, what a beautiful car that, that is. And, um, that's in my opinion that the, 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 the caliber of that build, it, that warrants a cover of these, you know, any type of these magazines where they, you know, and so they put like a, a bug on there, three spoke Anteras, you know, I mean, like they came on like a Mazda mini truck. I mean, like, if you're <laughs> it's a little it, different, yeah, a little bit different. It was, it, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm looking at the cover right now. It's the November 2007 issue. You'll see a and, and like your your bet, but the cover shot's not a terrible shot. It's kind of cool. Um, and it's between friends, like it's like I get to bust on you because I I was on the cover. You were in the magazine, <laughs> and so it's always that funny. Like oh well, you know whatever, bro. And then I, and then I heard it sounds like yeah, bro. This bug's pretty clean, dude. This on here, but it's a completely different style, something different. So to credit what we're talking about. On this particular issue, they put something different on the cover. Scott's car is in there. So if you've got your November 2007 Hot VWs magazine, that's that's the car. That's the first car you ever had featured, right? First car, yeah. And that was like, I mean, you should have seen Scott, dude. Scott was like big ears and an Adam's apple, bro, when he brought that convertible home. He was probably like, well, you're like 20 when you had the first convertible. And then you got rid of this oh, one that yeah. we bought. Because when I bought the Bull Run bus before it was the Bull Run bus, when it was still yeah. original paint, I drug it home. You're like, bro, I'm getting a Volkswagen too. Cause we're like both buddies, <laughs> both got married, both kind of faded out of the scene for a little bit. And then both jump back into both it. Jump back into it. Right. Cause matter yeah. of fact, the picture of your, your convertible with the BRMs on it, I think are my BRMs. Yeah. I came off the green white bull run bus before the bull run bus. Cause I had, I was trying to figure out what wheels to put on. So I put yeah. five spokes on one side, BRMs in there. Cause I was like, the BRMs had just come out. And I was like, bro, I'll be the first bus with BRMs on it. And then I was at the Classic that year. And I'm like, oh, okay, there's a bus with BRMs. I'm not doing BRMs because the chase is like constantly to find something different. It's always about elevating the game. To you know? define your car, make your car stand out. It is. You know, there, you know, we all we all know the builders and you know, and I'm sure people in the scene follow follow the, you know, the the pips and the DBK cars and the and the guys back east that are, you know, building, you know, you know, show stoppers and and you know, just basically you know, up in the level to where it just continues to you know inspire yeah something that like looks different you pulled a little you you can look at a guy who built a car he pulled some inspiration from here like the 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 cover car the cover car on the magazine in 07 that your red convertibles in right chopped and dropped uh seemed you know seamless fenders flush fit headlights like this thing is clearly you look at that car it's hot rod inspired all the way through so you'll see sure hot rod influence everywhere your convertible it's like you know you and i had this conversation i was like bro don't you dare put a set of fuchs on that car right which ironically enough today it's sitting on a set of fukes sitting on real fukes <laughs> but you know when, when i looked at uh 
when you put this one in the magazine, you put it on the five spokes. You know, you put on the cup ones. Yeah. Or cup twos, I think. That, yeah, cup, cup ones. Twos. Cup twos? Cup twos. These are cup twos. Cup yeah. ones are flat. But uh, you put on the cup twos, and they're black with a polished lip, and it just looked super clean. It like it, it was kind of like building that car like a high-end vw you know like the leather interior yep you know the the i mean and then scott's always been like when scott had a 1776 with a stinger bro you'd have thought the guy had a 20 23 32 at 48s bro. this guy was <laughs> wide open it didn't matter where he was going dude like scott was showing up you were getting embarrassed bro like that's my buddy in the red this is the color of a russet potato that oh, first buddy my you had. 58 that was that was a that was a great car that car those, but like, hey, bro, this car had no interior. It had, it, you know, what he had going for him. But Scott was on, like, when we were broke kids back in the day, he was on next level because he had scat seats in it, bro. Scat pro cars, bro. I was like, oh, this guy's got scat pro cars. This guy must be rich. Like, but there was a stitch of fabric anywhere inside this car. There was no carpeting, no door panels. There was nothing inside this red potato. Uh. Dude. And, but you know, that's that's kind of how he came up. So like, when you finally get to the point where you want to build your car. You go through the vert and like you do all leather interior. You do like everything like finer finishes, uh, and then oh, sure. with the motor, you did the big nasty turbo. Turbo and so tell us about the turbo motor in that car. The turbo motor that 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 kind of was inspired going taking a trip down to Arizona and and meeting Dan and the crew at CE, and mm-hmm. uh, you know he was kind enough that's you know to let me take a ride in one of his customers' cars and. You know, it's funny. I I spent a ton of money on building a naturally aspirated you know forty eight motor, and we had all the all the all the parts, you know, to assemble that. And I went for one ride and I can't remember the gentleman's name that took me for a ride. It was a, it was a 56 or 57 oval window. The with green a, one? The green one with a blow through yeah, turbo set up on it. name. It was like a, and, it, was, uh, it was a different name, like a, but anyway. uh, one ride in that car <clears throat> that basically, um, sealed you know, the deal, sealed the deal on selling everything I had, you know, acquired to build this. Big I'll get a turbo, and, bro. And, uh, I'm getting a turbo. That's what I had to listen to for the next we, year. I'm getting a turbo, we bro. We built a blow, blow through injected turbo. <laughs> and um, I'm getting a turbo, bro. Like, no matter what we're talking about. Oh, you know what, bro? I'm getting a turbo. So, but so you built that motor. I mean, that car is ridiculously fast. Now, the motor version you're on right now, motor, motor is 2.0 or 4.0 Two. for the motor. Four, fourth time the motor has been redone? Or? No, second time. The, sec- <laughs> the second motor, you know, you know, hats off to, to, to CE. I mean, I beat the shit out of that car for, right. you know, for seven years before. I um, decided I want to take it apart and go through it. And at that time, um, you know, I'd been talking to Chris Lawfer mm-hmm. over at uh, VW Paradise and we had got talking and, um, you know, thought, you know, he, he, he felt like he could go through it and yeah, that's and change he... a few things and, and make some, some, you know, bigger power. And so we did that. And now I have like a, you know, the, uh, I like, I guess I don't want to call it a ticking time bomb, ticking time bomb, but it, uh, the car's quick. The car is. Yeah. It's, I mean, is, it's, it, it, what'd you run that car last time before the tune you have on it this time, last time that car ran 11s. 11s. This uh, is not, now just so you guys understand, this car is a full street. It's carpet padding leather. Uh, probably has an extra foam pad in the seats. It's, uh, I mean, it's got everything. There's nothing, this, there's 0.0 lightened about this car. And, uh, it's for sure something that's got a lot of weight to it. So, um, we got one pass and they kicked you off the track cause you got no roll bar and all that business. Right. So, yeah, uh, cracked into 11 second quarter mile, which is, which is it's faster than I've ever driven a Volkswagen. No lie. I mean, I think I've been like a borderline 13 second quarter mile on my street car. I just remember Chris coming out from, uh, from, from, uh, VW paradise or paradise motorsports. And, and he was, he was yelling at me because he's like, I built you a 10 second car. Run that again. I'm like, they're not gonna let me run it again. <laughs> <laughs> he was right. all he was all mad at me. Sorry, Chris, but uh, I I know I'm driving a 10 second car. It feels quicker than that when you're driving around town, and it it gets it can get away from you real quick. But uh, yeah, it's got. But I love that car. It's you know? got a ton of power, and it's it's you know it's one of those things where it's like it's your car. It's finally done, and you've been going through the evolution recently of like. Uh, you know, I'm kind of done with Volkswagens a little bit. You know, you kind of have these emotions in and out because it's like you start on a project and then you. Well, I don't know if it's sometimes you struggle to get some quality work or try to get some parts or some pieces or it's so much work. But, you know, we go back and forth all the time with stuff like with these emotions that we have in our hobby because we love these things and we hate these things. Oh, at the same well, time. you have to. We get burnt out. You know, I mean, we have, uh, you know, my son's car where, where we just, you know, 
drug that back out. It's a, the car that we I the bought oval. from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah the uh, oval the 56, 56 oval ragtop. 56 oval ragtop. Yeah, you, what well, you'll notice the, the common thread in Scott's life is all of his cars come <laughs> from his boy Bill. Over here. Bill's, he, so Scott's as good at spending my money as I'm good at spending his money. So he'll call me like, bro. Uh, you should buy this. You ever get that friend that just sends you Craigslist ads like what you should get? And then you're like, uh, m- maybe I should get that. You know what I mean? So like we constantly send each other Craigslist things of what the other one should buy. That's Bill and I. <clears throat> so we can try to hopefully like you'll buy it, lose interest. I'll buy it off of you. And then, you know, so we, so the, the you're starting to work on your son's car. Yeah. So, you know, so just like you said, you know, you get, you get, you kind of have to refocus. And so now, you know, working my, my son's getting ready to turn 20 and, you know, I want, I want that car. Now let me ask this question. The feature in the magazine, did that light another fire for you? 100%. Like, like finally getting your car. Cause your car has been done. The car has been done for a long time, you know, and you know, again, there's been some, obviously with everything happened this past year and, and uh, you know, the car, I think we brought it out a year, maybe a year ago. And there are some things that I wanted to do to, do to it that I hadn't, had an opportunity to get finished um you know your george your brother built so to give you guys out there uh a timeline the uh um let's see here i'm gonna look at those pictures real quick but we're talking that what do we how long ago we shoot that car we shot that car let me go down to the strip go to downtown and so that what what issue we have we're in 2020 right now and that car was shot in downtown Las Vegas, it was shot over a year ago, I think. <clears throat> what do you got? What do you think for time, Scott? Yeah, that yeah, absolutely. If you had to guess, because I'm going to give you the exact in a second here, because I have all the pictures. It all didn't the seem like it was too long ago. I thought it was actually. Well, I we're going to find out right a... now. I'm going to tell you right now. So those pictures were taken. Oh, I stand corrected. 2019. Yeah. No, over a year ago. Because no, okay, November of this year is going to be two years. Yep. So 2019, November 2019 is when we uh, when we shot those pictures. But so and sometimes these things take some time to get into. And so we're going to get into the double cab. So this is what I've been thinking about doing um, with some of the magazine features is I looked at the magazine feature and, you know, they can only put so much so much detail into the magazine. Right. So what we're going to do is tell the story of the double cab or they, they give it a name in the feature. Vegas Deuce, it looks like. The Vegas Deuce, bro. You know what the Deuce is. You know, you know what a Deuce is, bro. <laughs> I got to take a Deuce, bro. <laughs> All right. You know, but I can't bust your chops like that because so here, this is the story on this double cap. I'll start off with my with my interpretation. The very beginning of the story. The very beginning of the story is I found a double cap for sale. I knew a guy, there was a guy. I had my double cap. And Scott's like, bro, I want a double cap because Scott always looks up to me and says, I want to be like you, right? <laughs> and I think it's the, did we did you buy it from the same guy I bought my double cap from? I want to say it was because it was over in the deep part of Henderson. Well, well, that was when you had the one that you were when you're doing tile. You're doing, yeah, tile. You're yeah. doing <laughs> tile on that thing. <laughs> right. You're like, driving you're slinging tile. <laughs> delivering tile, going snowboarding. I think it had a big old busted hole on the side. Like it was oh, like yeah. a, it was like a quarter panel shark bite. It was it was funky but i had a double cab and uh this was back when i was starting the double cab craze and then scott's like bro i want a double cab and i said and like always bro in scott's life i was like mm, i know where there's one at because i was like the good bro they call me creeper homes i'm all over the place hey the funny part about the, about this story is when you when you found that double cab mm-hmm. when you're out creeping well you can get to the point where you found it but i just remember you calling me and you're like hey i found this truck but do you have 300 bucks we'll buy it together right we, we were both pulling <laughs> we had to pull 600 dollars so, together yeah so we bought this double cab <laughs> so i roll up on this dude and the guy's like yeah i want 600 bucks for it. i was like bro i call scott right away i call my other half of the wallet i'm like yo dude all i got <laughs> all i got is 300 <laughs> I'm like, let's go partners on this double cab. Like, uh, it's a stupid idea to begin, but it's like you got to get it before somebody else buys it, right? right? Mm-hmm. So this was uh, this double cab. You'll see the feature, and I'll share some pictures of this double cab because I sent you some pictures of it recently that you didn't know that I had my computer when I pulled them up. Well, scanned photos that I had of it sitting in the driveway when we bought it. Oh, I haven't seen that. I sent that's a- the picture that you sent back because the picture you sent back is taken from a computer screen. Okay, that's, and that's what I the put picture on Facebook. I sent you. Yeah. Okay. So it it was it was blue with all these white spray marks over the rust spots, and it said it had a in the back window it said 
Fat John's Fat Grease Pit. Fat John's Grease Pit or something yeah. like that on the back window. And in hindsight, you'd have kept the logoed window just just to keep it. But you know, the first thing it is like when we get it is like the straight dopeness beer. It's getting slammed, and we're putting some cup wheels on it, and we're gonna <laughs> and we're gonna. And I mean, that bus has been through several iterations since then because that bus has been around since probably two thousand at 99? least, bro, two thousand one. Because ninety nine is when I had when I when oh. I had when when I, I I bought the Bull Run bus in in well, two thousand easy two thousand. I have a picture of Scotty J, my son, in it bus in the front in a baby seat in the front seat and he was a no baby. no no. i get it but so you're right around the same time maybe yeah. and so you bought that bus and then so I, I look at this thing and and i and i assess the deal and so i just need i need some funds i need scott coming up on his ends and then i get that uh we buy this double cab and then i was just like i'm looking at it and i'm like bro this thing's got way too much rust i don't want no part of this dude you're gonna have to buy me out. <laughs> you're gonna have to go to get a loan, do whatever you gotta do to give him my three hundo, dude. But it was one of those deals where it was like, here, you take this double case. The whole bed was shot. The whole bed was the whole bed was cut out of it. It was cut out of it, right? And yeah. as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, bro, you need a welder. I'm out, dude. Like, <laughs> I I don't want like anything have to do with. And it's from my first experience, my one of my first cars. My first car, I had a '76 Cutlass. I was delivering pizzas in. Had twelve thousand original miles. It was a super nice car. And I was leaving to deliver pizzas, and some chick shot out. Of, weird, it was a girl, shot out of an alley, <laughs> and her front her front bumper of her Toyota Celica hooked my back wheel opening and just can open her to the side of the car. The emotional scars I had being a young kid trying to look thuggish in a Cutlass on McLean's, and I could replace a door, I could put a new header panel on it. I could do everything but weld like, and it, I had this shark bite like forever. And I drove it like that for like four years. I'd have chicks like shark bite. What's up with that ugly car with that big old hole in the side. And it was just, so for me, emotional damage was like, when I see something needs welding, I was like, yeah, no, I lived like that. And I, I'm still battling those emotions of fear of seeing a car with, with big holes in it and stuff. So when I saw there was no bed, bro, like we, he had plywood in the bed, I think. And then we got it like over Scott's house and it's like, wah, wah, wah. We pull it off. I'm like, oh, bro. Yeah. Uh-uh, I'm out. Cause I was trying to figure out how I'm going to pay Scott off and get my, get my double cab here. And then I was just like, no, bro, I don't have this kind of vision, dude. <laughs> no. I, well, we, we kept the vision and, and, and that's when, that's when you coined the phrase you said, you know, no, what? I said, bro, this, this is, is not a double cab. <laughs> this is a trouble cab. That's what I said. And that's, you still have the same plates on it today. I, I still have the same plates today. <laughs> and that's actually the name of that bus is the trouble cab because I, I, I gave it the name of the trouble cab because I was like, bro, this thing is trouble, dude. Like this thing needs way too much welding, dude. And I got no, and Scott's like, I don't even care, dude. I'm gonna drive it. So Scott like fashioned him up some stuff for the bed. Like Scott, Scott's listen, Scott's a committed dude. Like, whether it's rattle can <laughs> or glass cleaner or razors, like if it comes to detailing, dude, and, and like I should have started a detail company. Yeah, you should have like a detail, like or used car dealership where you just kind of fade some paint on there and sell that bird. Right? I call that dusting. Yeah, George, yeah, George knows that term. I dusting. call it dusting the paint. Just, just a little just, dust. Right. So he gets a double cab, and this whole time, now mind you, Scott's Scott's got a double cab that he owns at this time. He's owning the trouble cab, and that car's been. To the classic, to Octo, it's been through several iterations, like Primer, then Zolotone, then Red Zolotone, then like Blue <laughs> Primer, and like all these different colors of Primer, and uh, and the cup wheels on it most of the time. When yeah. it was on the cup wheels that ended up going onto the vert. Yeah. And then uh, those are the cup wheels that were last seen on the Bull Run bus. The Bull Run bus, yeah. Uh, which are still on in the paint shop right now, but um, I'm waiting to get all the overspray on them, and then I'll give them back to you. <laughs> but uh so he builds that car all this while scott's my buddy and he sees me building my 67 bus which i, I gotta stop calling it the bull run bus because you ain't the bull run no more bro but just my 67 bus and so now i don't have to say 21 window now but uh scott's watching me build this bus the whole time and he's seeing me do the big disc brakes meanwhile you're running drums with adapters and then i'm running the big disc brakes i get the type four motor i do all the stuff and like any younger brother, Scott's always looking up like, oh, bro, one day I'm going to be like you. And he finally got to that point where he, where he got to nail out this double cab because it was a long process. I mean, the body work, four, four or five guys did body work on it. Oh, because yes. every time they're like, hey, man, can you do this? I'm like, yeah, I'll do it 300 bucks. And you get it done. You're like, what kind of work is that? <laughs> right? So you go through years. It's a process. It was it was years putting that, putting that bus, making that bus worthy of putting paint on it and, and oh. doing it correct and 
And, and, I and put, back then, you know, they didn't. Ha- you couldn't just rush out and buy Gershon metal, or you couldn't pick. You couldn't call, you know, Wolfsburg and, and get sheets of metal. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the metal on that bus, you know, even though it wasn't that long, it was still almost twenty years ago. It's incredible how much technology technology changed. changed. Well, yeah, you you uh, with that bus, and I got. I'm gonna have to yell at Mike Kennedy in two seconds. I know Mike Kennedy listens to the podcast. He's about to get chewed out in two seconds because there's a sore spot with the double cab because we're at a party one time, and we're at Sam's house. The motor for the double cab was supposed to be mine. And somehow I was like, oh, bro, what's up with that motor? Because I had that raggedy old 1600 in my bug. And then and then Scott swooped up on it. Scott's like, oh, I'll take this dude right here. So that motor that was in there, you got, it was either in Kennedy's garage or Sam Smith's garage. Oh, yeah, the 1835. Yeah, yeah supposed 1835. That, no, but that ended up in Mike Kennedy's bus. Yeah, but I never got it. It was supposed to go to me. And then I was mad everybody got it except for me. So I was pretty bitter <laughs> about that. Because Mike gave it, Mike gave it to you. And then I was really annoyed because Mike. I well, think about that. I think we used to just <coughs> trade motors every once in a while. We'd like we yeah. we had that kind of time where we just pop an engine out and throw it in your buddy's bus for the weekend or mm-hmm. for a few months and then swap them back. Yeah, bro. I need a car to go. I can't go to the classic. I don't have an engine. Like use this engine, bro. Yeah. Um, but so that car goes through layers and layers of iterations until where you're finally at. And I think I, I'm not bragging like I showed you the way, but the way I was building my bus was the way you're eventually going to build yours, like with the disc brakes and with the big type four. Cause you lucked out. Cause I used to, I used to neener neener <laughs> these guys all the time, bro. Cause all you fools out there with your type ones and your buses, bro, don't know nothing about big torque power. And I think now that you've had the type four in there, you're a changed man. So I'm going to get into the story and how you got the type four, because I get a phone call. My bro, George T calls me brother looking out for brother. He's like, yo, this dude up in here got this type four. He said, uh, it's been built at Paradise Express. It was Todd Schaefer's motor. He yeah. built it, had Paradise Express build it. He's like, bro. And then he got himself like a stalker, and he got bit by the stock bug. Like, he has that stalker with the old crass. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And this dude used to be like drag race fiend, bro. And then he bumped the guardrail, got a little spooked, and then started getting into vintage stuff. <laughs> I think that's what happened with old boy Todd. I don't think he got and, spooked. <laughs> and, so, and so George called me, and he's like, hey, dude. Todd wants got he's got this type four motor, brand new, never been uh never been in a car, bought it from Paradise Express. I think he wanted eight grand for it. Yeah. And I said, he goes, I'm calling you, bro, before I call Scott. I said, I gave the nod. I said, go ahead and let Scott get it. I, I didn't have the mo- I didn't have the money to block him on the deal. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then you end up with a Type Four motor, which the, it, and the crazy part is like some people are like eight grand. That's what I paid for my twenty two seventy back in two thousand one. Um, but you're buying this motor probably what four four years ago or something like that. Yeah, three yeah. four years ago. Yeah, you buy that motor. It was brand new, just built by Paradise Express. What's his face going to put it in his car? It doesn't mm-hmm. do that. You get it, and then it's like. It's not done. You buy it. You buy a shroud. What what all oh, stuff do you do? I mean, yeah. it's a complete motor when you get it. it yeah. Well, it and was then you a, still go through it. Of course. The top, I mean, you know, top of the add-ons. The add-ons. I mean, you're not, you're not, you know, that, that motor was originally built for a class five um off you know off-road car and and um you know, and so there were there was a numerous things that had to be changed on it, but you know, we we um you know how to get the the right, you know, the correct header, the exhaust, the fuel. Yeah, the George oil, T the, comes into play for all that stuff because yeah. You know, everybody being so busy right now, it's like, and then you want it done right, you just take it to George. Oh yeah, well, you know? he and you know he doesn't he doesn't you know cut corners or anything. So that 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 motor turned into a you know a whole other second oh, yeah. second build you know to get oh, 100%. to get it in the bus. But I can yeah, because you, you could have shoehorned in there with the with the fat. Sure, yeah, you could have yeah you could have got it. But in it's there like and, you got to bust that nice. Why do that, right? Yeah. And so we got that thing dialed in and, and now, well, I think, you know, the, the motor, the, the double cab, I'm pretty sure I hammered you out on a Vegas Boulevard on one night. I think we got racing. video of that, bro. So if you guys are, if you guys are on my Instagram, go on my Instagram, go to my reels and you'll hear it's a song by Skinny Puppy and it's called, uh, going down and it's the three of us lined up. It's me, George and Scott lined up on the strip. And don't forget guys, this October, I'm finalizing the date this next week coming up. Uh, we're going to be doing something again this October and it's going to be even bigger. So you guys want to do some uh, V-dub shootouts on the strip, bro. You know where to come October, <laughs> first week on October here in Vegas. So, <clears throat> but we did, we, we've tangled a little bit with the motors back to back. Really. It depends on who gets the jump. 
they're pretty they're pretty on par they're both pretty stout yeah we just recently drove them down to uh octo yeah with our wives so bill and i were were uh well, there was a there was a crew there was of us. Five, was crazy. Five, five, five buses, five buses, and three of them were double cabs. Yes, because it's you, me, and Jason from Ross Wolf. Yep, and double cabs. And Jason was just like, "Dang, bro, you guys drive fast." <laughs> <laughs> and then we both we all well, no, yeah, most of us had our wives with us. Yeah, right. And yep. uh, you know, because they love going fast, especially mine. So we were in this full on <laughs> shootout. Bill and I going down yeah. the I fifteen at like ninety five hundred mile an hour yeah. doing these. These, well, we were these battling. poles battling down the down the down the fifteen. Yeah, that's a good time. Um, with my wife screaming at me, "Slow down!" I'm yeah. like, "I can't let Bill beat me." Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's, a, it's not a race. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, and the funny part is like, rewind back to my first trip trying to go to California, and I'm trying to drive my bug there. We just finished the motor the night before. I got my girlfriend in the car, and the flywheel kind of comes off just as we cross the state eh, line. You don't need, <laughs> you that. know. And then I'm sitting in the back, sitting being tow barred in my car, sitting in my car, like wanting, like being so upset. And now it's like here, you know, 25 years later, we're hauling down to Octo <laughs> in our buses, like in buses that people would normally tow places and we're driving them. It's like, oh, yeah, that to me is the funnest part. Now, uh, you know, everyone wants to give me a hard time because I, I traded a car that weekend and I, and I ended up putting my bus on a trailer because uh everybody didn't want to wait for the guy to get there for me to do the car trade they're like we're just going to go ahead and go you put george did that george was like you put your car on the trailer dude and then we're just going to go ahead and cook because we don't want to wait and i get it you know but they didn't want to get slayed on the highway again dude by the by the the old carbon cab so i think that's a the best part about the the double cab for me is the fact that it was built to be driven you know like we we uh george made a comment about that on on, i think he just made a comment um from George in the wagon about you know how the di- that when we did get it mm-hmm. running and uh, he had finished it up we put that we get, literally got the bus running I think I rode it I drove it around this is when you guys were at the underground garage mm-hmm. I took it around the building and it was getting dark out and I said I came back up to the shop and uh, it, that thing hadn't run in four years and uh, he I go uh, all right I'm gonna head down to buses he's like well don't you want to get the trailer I'm like this thing's not going on a trailer Right. And not buses. Oh, yeah. Buses of the bridge. Yeah. BBB. Mm-hmm. So I literally rolled out by myself because no, everybody is either down there or they're going the next day. And I left his shop, went home, grabbed the bag and, and got on the highway and drove that thing down to buses. Um, yeah. In all fairness, that's that's like a buses drives a nice drive. And you and I, well, I've got pictures of you, of me in the bull run bus and you in the trouble cab. Like when it's still in the original blue primer, when it's just slammed with the with the rack on the back. I think you had the. I'm not sure you had the type of top of the back, but on the beach down in in, in Lake Havasu. Yeah, Lake that? Havasu. <clears throat> I've got that picture, which I'll post on the. Uh, I'll, I'll post that this week on my Instagram, just so you guys can see that picture of all the stuff that we're talking about, like how the the iterations of this double cab that goes through. And I thought it was. I thought it just made sense, you know, to do the podcast with Scott since he's one of my homies. And then plus he's in the magazine this month and, and go over all the, the details on that. Cause there's a lot of stuff that, that you don't know about that bus or that you might be better for understanding by hearing the story. Because I think with me driving my bus, a lot of places on the highway type, because when everybody else has got their buses and we're on the highway, Oh, it's so much fun. But when everybody else had type ones and I had my type four and I'd be like, later guys, and just leave you guys on the hill. You guys used to get left pretty hard when I had the, when, when it was, when I was on one with a type four. Yeah. I think, you know, George might argue that his type one runs pretty hard. Bro. Listen, George's type one is a 2332. Nobody else is a 2332 in their bus. Everybody else is running 1600, 17. Sure. You Kennedy, all them guys. We used to mob down there to Octo and then, you guys thought when you grow up, you're going to get a type four, which uh, congratulations, <laughs> you got a type four. But it's, you know, the, the, your impression of driving a type four versus type one. Oh, it's, you know, for for driving around and drivability, there's no replacement for yeah. the, the amount of torque that it has and how effortless it drives around. Yeah, it's just like you don't got to wring its neck. You just, it's yeah. just, it just, it fits with like driving a modern day car now. Like you get in there, there's plenty of power. You can shift and like you're not having to like, Oh yeah. Well, we yeah. drove, um, you know, shortly after the, after we put the type four motor in it, we, we pulled the, the original motor out when it was finished, um, and put the type four in it. That same, that same trip, you know, George buttoned it up and we pulled it out of the shop and he's like, are you going to go get the trailer? Cause we we're going to drive to Utah to the Utah classic. 
Right. And I go, I'm not trailing, trailing on a double cab. I told you about this into drive. And he's like, yeah, but we only run that motor for about 10, 15, I don't know, maybe, maybe 15, 20 minutes on, on a stand. Right. I said that we're driving it and we hop in that thing. And we, there was, uh, I think five or six of us that drove all the buses down to the Utah classic, um, where we stole the dash. Remember that? Yeah, I was there. <laughs> I think I brought, I think I brought a car trailer that year. And yeah, I brought, we, we kept, I brought, brought back some more, yeah. some more V-dibs. But yeah, no, that was, that was another example of just hopping in and being able to drive the Type 4 all the way to, to Utah. And then we, on the way back, we went up to Eric Black's cabin. And in all fairness, in everybody needs to know that you do drive a Ford diesel, which is why it's just easier to take the double cab, bro. I drive the Laramie Dodge, dude. And it's like, <laughs> why? Air-conditioned seats, living the dream, 40-foot trailer, whatever it doesn't matter. But yeah, comfort. But uh yeah, it's I mean I mean driving those things on a highway, it's almost like once you once you've driven a type 4 on the street, even a mild just the bottom end torque, you're done. Like you're done with the type 1s. It's like it's bulletproof, rock solid. You just even detuned, they're just rock, oh, yeah. they're, they're just they run rocks. It, that kind of brings it back to the whole off-road scene, you know, you know regarding mm-hmm. like those types of motors, right? That's what everybody used to run back in the day was type 4s and you know all the all the class 5 cars and unlimited they would run type 4 motors, but Again, like that scene of off-road cars, there that's not even a, everyone's going to Ecotech and yeah, and they're Chevy. starting to do a they're starting to do a vintage class now where like they're they're this vintage throwback deal. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, the the everybody's getting rid of those Type Four, so you just rolled up on another Type Four for your old lady's car, right? I did. I found a gentleman. I found a gentleman down in Huntington Beach pulling one out of a out of a out of an off-road car and. uh I just saw on Craigslist skimming through the Craigslist ads. I saw the, I recognized the fat, the fat performance red shroud, and I recognized the the nine hundred one fan housing, and it had a uni, uh, Mallory Unilite distributor in it. Right, and I saw those three things like just glancing through Craigslist, and it said like three grand or thirty five hundred bucks. I'm like, holy crap! Okay, so let me stop right there. So that tells everybody like we're sitting there talking, and, and somebody's sitting somewhere going. Oh, it must be nice to have all kinds of money and just be able to build you a type four. So, like, you don't have to. Like, you, oh, you just no. found yeah, one on yeah. Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, I and, just found that motor what a month ago. Yeah, I mean that's you know, it was on Craigslist, not on yeah. you know on Craigslist, just skimming through ads, you know, skimming through the. Craigslist. He's like, I told you, bro, this guy's. You're like, hey, how, how come my loan's not done, bro? I'm on. Listen, I'm trying to get a motor right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to buy par- car parts. Um, you know, I think you know. Look, the deals are out there, and and people you say gotta, that all the time. You, you know, got to hustle. You got to be looking for them. They say, you know, somebody will say, oh, you know, they'll see the double cab, right? I, I would say the double cab is nice yeah, as keep, it's. Keep the mic in front of your face. Sorry, people are gonna start getting crazy. Like, man, I, uh, I'd say as nice as the double cab turned Scott out. Scott came to life. Um, it's still, I would say that would can be considered like a budget build. You know that the double cab. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you're, you're super cheap. <laughs> and you went to four guys for body work and you had it painted by two or three different people. Hey, that wasn't by choice. Come Listen, on. let's just go through it. You got, a, you got, a, you bought a motor from a dude shelving a motor. You paid top dollar for the tranny, the new tranny that like even the tranny that it was in it when it was featured was the old, old. Oh tranny yeah. The tranny way, was way in back. it, was in it for, for, you know, 15 yeah, years. And it finally, and I said, you're really putting that, you know, me and George giving a hard time because you're cheaping out. Like, bro, you're not putting a big tranny in that thing. You're like, no, bro. I, Scott, hey, as much as Scott's doctor detail, bro, he's also doctor want to get it in as quick as Bill does and just drive the car, bro. You're, you're just, you're like three bolt Billy too, bro. You want to get it in there and go down the road. You, he's trying to find that, that street you go down where you got all those plate glass windows where you look at your reflection as you're driving on the road. That's what Scott's trying to do. Just like his brother, Bill. So well, look, it, the, the double cab again, you can, but I, no, it was in, in essence, it was like, it's not a $35,000 paint job. No, you put the rag top, you know, you and George oh, put the rag top. George, uh, hey, George, George can, hey, George can, can te- hey, he'd attest to this. I put that rag top in just like what you're saying about getting the three bolts on as quick as you can. <laughs> the rag top showed up, you know, just so everybody's, so everybody knows, you know, that rag top that's in that, in, in the double cab is a, the company used to be called like street beat rag tops. I think that's sold to a different company. Now it's, now it's going to be called legacy. Yeah. Legacy it's called rag like tops. legacy rag top. So mm-hmm. I bought that rag top section. I saw that in like a mini truck magazine or something wherever I saw it. And I'm like, oh, I got to have that in the double cab. And so um, it, it was like 400 and I think it was $400 rag top. Right. And it came shipped to me on a crate. Like it, they, it, it was shipped built in one, one like where you just drop it in and, and bolt it in. 
and that thing showed up at my doorstep at like five or six o'clock in the afternoon. And at six thirty, I had a I had a, a Makita grinder out. I didn't even have like a sawzall. I don't even know what I cut the hole with. I was pretty sure it was a, a like a like a, a plug in four inch angle grinder. Yeah, but wait yeah. a minute, this gets even better. I put I plugged the four inch angle grinder in, and you know I've got a fresh set of Safari windows in there, stainless Safaris. Do I decide to cover that? Nope. I just start grinding, and all the slag melted the Safari glass. But I got the rag top in it about. I don't know, 30 minutes. Nice. <laughs> Cut that all. Yeah. But so. you know, that's, that's, uh, I mean, everything that, everything that you do in that car was the way that you purchased it was a little bit like, uh, um, you know, like the motor, you bought the motor, somebody else bought sure. it, paid full price, but then you had, you put some money into it to catch it up to the build quality of the car because you, you couldn't throw that motor in looking all haggard like it was no but so you did and not, and not that it was haggard but it was built for like an off-road car it wasn't like a clean street looking car then you had to change the linkage then you had to do uh, you know all kind of stuff but um that thing is it's a nice driver matter of fact other things that scott has on there when you bought this when you bought the creative engineering windows you also bought the creative engineering uh, rack and pinion rack steering and, pinion. and so yep. we're going to compare your rack and pinion your single side rack to my new rack and pinion that's going to be coming from Demon Motorsports in the next uh, couple weeks. I'd hope by May sometime I'll get that <laughs> suspension in my bzz, bzz, my hydraulics. Yeah, and uh, that's a full true rack and pinion steering system. So um, I'm looking forward to see how that's going to work. Uh, it should be. I think it's going to be. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see it too. I, the the uh, you know again you know somebody like Demon they see it they probably saw you know CE come out with that that rack or maybe they saw something similar to it and said let you know what we can do it better right so well that's the thing and so in your opinion was that CE rack system worth it? Well, that's like a that's a two. Uh, yes, I'm asking. Yeah, you this well, is, yeah. Is, is it, in my opinion, I think it's worth it. Is it a discernible difference between driving that bus and your wife's bus, or my? I don't know if you've ever driven the carbon cab. If you could take some I, kind of power. your carbon cab is all over the place. Yeah, what is that thing? I don't. You might not. You might need to rebuild the steering box in that one. Um, but little, the, I think it's a little too much towing. <laughs> a little too, bro. You got to drive. drive with the back tires. But the, but the, the the rack, the CE rack that that's in the double cab why i think it's a must is the box you know you can't wear out the box like well the, you don't the, have any slop you don't have any sl- well you do so you still use a kingpin so it's still you know oh, that yeah, if yeah. your kingpin's worn out you're gonna get you're gonna have the slop that most buses start to feel a lot of people think it's their steering box and it's nine times out of ten it's like a worn out you know kingpin yeah um so from that aspect yeah it doesn't need to be rebuilt so am i glad i did it yeah not to mention I didn't have to raise the steering column like we do on a lot of the buses, right? We cut the column and and raise the steering box up so they don't hit the ground. But right. um, you know that 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 CE rack lays a lot. Um, it's it lays flush to the to the bottom. It of is. The bus, so. It eliminates your your need to have do a steering box race. Now, do I think it's does it perform any better or you know than a than a, 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 a I would say a rebuilt bus box? No, I think you yeah, would you couldn't tell. I think the problem is good luck getting a. A rebuilt, a rebuilt steering box. You well, know they I mean? rebuild them. I don't know. I think they're, they they have some trouble trying to find those boxes to rebuild. Like there's there's a couple of places that do them, and I don't know how well they do them. But so you got the rack and pinion box in there. You put the big geared train. I think you copied my gearing in the in the crew cab. I copied the gearing that uh, I think Georges put in in his bus. I had uh, uh, Daniel Artigas build the gearbox in the bus, and that thing can mob mob on the highway <laughs> oh, and that's because that's how i built i built mine to like 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 i was telling someone the other day you don't go into fourth gear in the crew in the carbon cab until almost 60 yeah about 60 that's when you go into fourth gear so yeah i i talked to john i consulted john and we had a sit down and i said listen john i'm in a tight force and then the whole conversation started from there <laughs> but i said i want to i want a tranny because when i first finished the double cab when I first finished the carbon cab, it had the 48s on it and it had the fat performance shroud. Like, ah, I'm cheap, bro. I didn't get the new shroud, nothing. I put the fat performance shroud in it. I had 48s on it. And I drove from Clovis, California to um, to Sacramento Buggerama. And when I drove to Sacramento uh, on the ride home, I ran out of gas. And the tranny, I think I was cruising at like 3800 rpm and i was like yeah bro this is not yeah, fun, rough on them. not fun well it's just not fun it's like ah. so when i switched when, when i came back and i pulled up we pulled the motor out because i blew the motor up and 
I, when I pulled the motor out, I was like, bro, I'm, I got to get this tranny re-geared. So then I gave it to John and I said, what is the tallest gear that I can get? And uh, we went over a couple different combinations. And I think it's because everybody does the, o- 80, like the 388 with the 089. Mm-hmm. And I'm like four. I, I don't know if this is it, but it's like 412 with o, uh, 082, which is like even taller than that. And unless you've got it, like if you took my two point six liter out and put a sixteen hundred, you're not you're not going to push fourth gear because it's so tall. Like you've got to have the torque to push sure. it. So that tranny for me was like, you know, the best thing ever. Which I think George had emulated those gears because he drove mine. And even the bull run bus, the bull run bus, I had the three eighty eight with the with the 089 fourth, <clears throat> and it's like compl- totally you, different you, top you end. The three eighty eight oh eighty two is is what. I believe is in the back of the, is in the back of the um, double in the back of the double cab on your double cab. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Look at your tech box, bro. But I, I did the O eighty. I did a O eighty two with the four thirty seven, which is tall, which is like the tallest I think you can get. Yeah. So you got three eighty the three with O eighty two. Yeah. But you got an Artigas tranny. You did Artigas built your tranny. Yep. Yeah, I had John at RC Transit. And it has, um, you know, we did axles and heavy-duty side covers and, you know, everything you could do, I think, to to try to keep it as alive through all my burnouts. Yeah, and so you've had that. So you've had that bus. I mean, the long story people don't know, if you've had that bus, that bus has been in, quote, unquote, the family for over 20 years. Yeah. Over 20 years. And Mike Kennedy stuffed me on the motor, so uh, shout out to Mike. And then he gave you the motor that was in it forever, that that little 1835 when I was a kid, I wanted that. And then uh, it was, um, I was beat up on Mike for something else, for one other thing. Not just the motor. Did Oh, and then I bought the other double cab before I bought mine. Well, yeah, that was when. And then I saw you. But wait a minute. Okay. Hey, guys. Let me, hey, I, so I actually came out from work one afternoon because i used to drive my double cab as my daily driver for some time and there was a card left on it and nine times out of ten that somebody asked if, if you want to sell your car so i actually came out from work and there was a card on my on the double cab and it said hey i own one of these i love yours but i i'd like to sell mine so i called this guy and i ran over to his house on a saturday morning and ended up buying another double cab for 700 bucks and uh that needed a little bit of work too so i was able to call bill and uh, repay the favor years later yeah so he brings this <laughs> bus dude and he brings this bus and i'm like oh cool dude i'll get this bus this is 2004 because i just started my shop and i just rented the place across the street and uh and um when i get that i end up Looking at it and I'm assessing what's going on. It came with, you know, it's always a bad scene, bro. When somebody sells you a car and it comes with all the extra metal to repair all the welding work that it does. So I already got the heebie jeebies on it, dude. And then the, so why I'm mad at that Mike, was actually a clean double cab. No. Why I'm mad at Mike is he broke the bro code. You bought it for 800 cause I paid you 800 for it. And then I took it cause I guilted you into selling it to me like, bro, you remember I sold you the other double cab, dude. I want a double cab. <laughs> sell me that double cab. He's like, yeah, all right, bro. So you sell it to me because you you were it was, Scott was going to try to flip it. So I end up getting Scott. It. By the way, Scott hasn't flipped any car. Every time mm-hmm. I get a car, I don't want to bring the thirteen window up, bro. Don't get me upset. Don't get that me upset. That wasn't a flip. I paid that much for it. The thirteen window, the blue one that you flipped from what's his face. I forget the dude's name. I he, didn't flip it. He flipped it for me. Does Campisi? No. Mm-hmm. Yep, Jim Campisi bought that tw- sixty-seven. 13 window from me and then put it on the Samba like an hour after I left on a flight to Jamaica. Dirty, bro. I know dirty. That was bad. We're still calling you at Camp Easy. Yeah, that's Dirty Jim. <laughs> I can't believe you do that. I'm going to call him Dirty Jim from now on, bro. <laughs> but you, but at any rate, so Mike Kennedy, if you guys know Mike Kennedy, look out for this dude. Uh, I sold him that car under the bro code. I said, bro, I don't want to sell this. I will sell this to you for what I paid for it. You can't sell it to anybody. You're going to build it. You're going to build it, right? Yeah, bro. Because I could flip it and make some money. I could flip it and make some money easy. And so he's like, no, bro, I always wanted a double cap. You know, I could put my bike, mountain bike in the back. And he had big dreams. He laid it out to me, the whole big dream. I sold it to him. <laughs> and then he sold a couple years later for $2,600. So if my math is correct, he needs to split with me the profit because he broke the bro code. But that, that's nonetheless. That's neither here nor there. So, right. But you know that's what and that's what buddies do right like in the hobby we always hook each other up even though i just bust mike's chops for making a bunch of money off his buddy bill 
Um, but, uh, you know, we, we kind of hook each other up. Like if you need something, we don't, I don't expect to make money off my friends and we sell each other stuff back and forth or whatever. Or, or I just come by Bill's house and raid his garage. Yeah. That's what you did when you got your wife's bus. You just rolled up here like, <laughs> Oh look, bus glass. Mm-hmm. And then Mike owed me some crow's feet wheels with tires, brand new, all powder coated. You just rolled on over to his house. You know, you don't roll anything stock. I do not. You do not roll anything stock. Listen, I, I saved you. I have lots time. of things worth value in this garage. And I'm like, that's worth X. Amount. I tell my wife, and when I die, Sell that for the rent. <laughs> so you know that, that's the way it is. And so now you finally get your bus. You've been you're, you've been Peter and I like getting a little bit. You know, I was looking at my boy Scott. He had a little tear in his eye. Like I think I'm getting out of Volkswagen. I'm like you ain't getting out of Volkswagen. So and now your bus finally made it the magazine that you yeah. worked so hard to get that car in the magazine. It's in there. Big shout out to George T. George T's just done a ton of stuff to oh, help you out. He's that thing. Like, been on that thing for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for probably more than he's wanted to be. All the clean work done on that has been done by George. <laughs> <laughs> Same with any of my cars. You see something hokey on my car, you guarantee I touched it. I put my hands on it because I'm trying to get it back on the road and go. So if you see like a zip tie, something like that, it's all built T. But, but yeah, I was happy. You know, the car's finally been featured and you get that, you get that kind of, that inspiration to, you know, to keep doing something right. next. Although I think I, I don't mind a share with you, I just picked up a new uh, Mazda B two thousand extended cab. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's a crazy part. Like we've never been mini truck guys, but I've always appreciated mini truck. But we couldn't afford mini trucks. No, that right? was like those, those were like a rich kid that had mini trucks. We drove Volkswagens, all the rich kids had brand new Yodas and, and Mazdas, yeah. and it was like, oh, someday. And I'm now the funny truck. part is like the mini trucks that the only the rich kids could have in the eighties when we were growing up, like. The, all the broke kids get them now because they can buy them for four, five, six hundred dollars, and then they're hacking them, you know, slamming them, airbagging yeah. them, all that stuff. And I still think there's something because you know you got Sal here in town, Sal Napoli, and he's got the the extended cab, long bed, pink Mazda, and he had the Toyota that was all decked out. Like he's got, he's had, he's been in a mini truck magazine a oh, bunch, yeah. and he's got, you know, he like that's like the traditional mini truck ways, like static suspension not lay in frame like there's things changed in that scene where like it's lay in frame and it's airbags and it's four length the rear and all this stuff but there's something to be said i remember this dude i can't remember his name he was in my neighborhood and he had a b20 b2000 b2200 one of the two king cab and it was just a stock blue color and it was slammed on like pathfinder chromies yeah you know what i mean and then he had two 12s and two 15s behind the seat and the license plate said, listen. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> bro, track. bro, that's so dope, dude. Because that's all we were into. Like, was, bro, listen to how my car is hitting hard, dude, with the bass. I just got these J- these new speakers called JL Audios. I never heard of those. Like, yeah, bro, JL Audios. Like, they're the baddest of the bad, dude. <laughs> you remember that? You'd be in front of the stereo shop, just, just bumping, just playing some tracks. So one of these days, we might do a special where we talk about favorite jams to bump to. Uh, we might put something together like that, but. Overall, when it all when it's all said and done, it all comes down to it. It's like getting that car featured in magazines, like your like your final thing. Like, man, you're happy. You finally got it in there, and it's reinvigorating to build something. So now you got this B two thousand. No, yeah, I don't want to go off course with the B two thousand. That's that's gonna be for another time when that thing's rolling. I just pulled the engine out of it last week. So, um, but it's like here's the funny part. Like you can afford to go buy one for eight grand. Oh it's yeah, probably Easy. fairly done and a driver and enjoy it and whatever. But there's something, and I can't figure out what it is. It's like something about like when you grow up broke, you're always looking for a come <laughs> up. You're just looking for a deal, and you keep thinking in your head like, oh, I'll buy that because it's only a hundred, and then I'll fix it. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? And then you end up like, and then you know, a couple thousand bucks in, you're just like. Bro, I didn't need this project. Like, I just picked up that three thousand dollar Corvair, drove down to Fullerton. I picked up a Corsa, sixty six Corsa, black plate car from California, and that's like the performance Corvair, right? And I'm like, bro, I'm just gonna keep it ready. I get it home. First thing I do, I drag Andrew out. I'm like, bro, let's do this. I get get my BBS wheels out of the out of the shop. We jack it up, drop the front springs, cut a couple coils off. It's like me and the boy are just like, okay. First uh, thing I do is change change this sure. attitude by adjusting the altitude. And then it's like, and just, it's sitting there, still running, not great, still how it is, still right. smells like dead old people inside, but it just looks good. And I'm like, I look at it like, ah, oh, bro, I'm trying to cruise that. Well, and that is, that's the exciting part too, when you buy something that's not done, right? It's it always will be yours. Like you, yeah. you get to build it and, and, uh, and make it what you want. And then nobody can roll up and go, oh, you bought John's car. You bought, you know. 
Um, yeah, there's something di- there's something different about that, and, and it's funny because I bought the I bought the red chop top, which I never thought I was going to buy like somebody else's car that was done. But like when the opportunity came up to get this car, and just that's a, history, that's a different kind of car though. That's yeah. not, that's not a car that was built to buy. That was a car that was built and and stored and and, and part of my in. vision for that car is like, man, I would love to see people be like that dude builds crazy, bro. He straight got that thing on the drag strip, pulled the front wheels off the ground, and he's drag racing that thing. You like, know, back if you know to your point, if if the Mazda that inspired me way back when I was going to Valley High School as a kid was a, a guy named Randy. He had a, a B2000 2200 extended cab with a crazy paint job on it, probably done by like, uh, I don't even know who painted that that, that truck back then. Um, maybe Gerner Design. Probably, or yeah, probably Gerner. Gerner, Grandpa Bob, or somebody, whoever was doing paint back then. And, um, you know, if that truck was in a garage today and somebody rolled it out, and he had that thing up for sale. Yeah, I'd go cut him a check and, and put that in my garage because it's right. you know, different kind of truck. That that was like an iconic build back then, kind of like well, the chop top. And that's what's happening right now. Like all these cars are starting to be worth all kinds of money. Like these cars from the eighties that eighties and early nineties that people were building that that you can come up on a super cheap deal. I can tell yeah. you about a deal off the air that I don't want to blow some dude's cover that just got a ripping deal on a show car, but it's like you catch the right guy on the right on the right day and you can roll up on a car for less than ten G's yeah. and it's like a done finished car that might be dated, but the reality is like, that's all, all the eighties stuff, eighties and nineties stuff's all coming back and it's coming yep. back hard. You know, part of my vision for what I honestly, what I would love to see, I would love to see that if, you know, the let's talk dubs one crazy weekend were to team up with another like old school mini truck group and have like a meetup sure. you know, like that would be so legit just because it would be <laughs> it'd be like that it'd be like 1988 cruising the strip bro just oh, cars yeah. just mini trucks and bugs cruising down the strip and uh like it would just be it would, i think it'd just be too rad but you know it could happen but yeah so scott congratulations on your feature in hobby's magazine um i'm stoked for you i love that i love the trouble cab i love the way you did the interior you stole my ideas oh and bill, by the way bill did not want me to put a brown interior in that bus he's like you can't put a brown interior in it no bro I, uh, what i what, what was it? i was criticized on that probably i don't know whatever it doesn't matter i criticize everything all that's what you do to your buddy you knock them down so they can build them back up you know, that's, what, <laughs> that's, how, that's how we treat each other but it, it's a I, I love that double cab like um you know, green's not my color. There's lots of things that, that don't work for me, like for me personally, but I'll drive that double cab in a second, bro. And I think that thing's just got such a good look. And, and it's finally like we've now made it. We've got – and what I mean by that is like us dudes from Vegas can roll into California and we get some recognition of building some some tight stuff. Oh, man. I remember back in the day. That's what we used to talk about. We were rolling to shows and you'd see everybody running around and like, oh, that guy just took all his money and built that car. I'm oh, like, bro! You, I, I'm the first class, the the first jamboree I'm at, Burt Silos '56 Ragtop, the black and white one, had the chrome rocker panel with the puzzle pieces coming out. Oh yeah, and they had like this crazy cube style interior. Just that car and the platforms. I was just like, oh my gosh, bro! Like, what would you ever have to do to build a car like to that level? And I, I'm just like. I was floored looking at it, and I, I'm trying to track down what happened to that car. I would assume that car probably probably ended up in that's probably one of the Japan exports. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like that it, it went from like we're looking at desert crusty stuff here, like a dude has a turbo mirror and a and a wink mirror in his bug, and it's custom out here in Vegas. And you go to California, no, another level. Oh yeah, it's like everything. So now we we finally get to the point where we get to go out there represent Vegas. That we got a pretty cool VW scene over here, and that's what I love about the VW hobby. Like every little town has got their cool scene, and if you stick with the hobby long enough, you know we we won't drive we we don't drive the stuff we used to drive back twenty years ago. No, but we're still those same guys, and now we finally have gotten to the point where we can put together the 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 wherewithal or the execution or the plan to have the projects we want so or to have the cars we want finished and and it's it's exciting it's i still get the same feeling when i get in my bus mayor paul iozio yeah and one of his homies came to town for something and i called up a bunch of these i'm like hey guys let's go cruise the strip paul you know paul i think you were with me right when paul was yeah here yeah, yeah yeah and so it was like all like all of us went and we got our cars and it was like a wednesday night but we just mobbed up in our cars yep. and cruised the strip and he was just like bro i remember when you guys did that it was so cool but it was like he's in town the only thing we got to offer is we, the hey strip. paul you got to get back you got to get back to vegas yeah hopefully we get these guys down here for the one crazy weekend coming up this october so i'm gonna get you guys more details on that but um 
I know Scott's got to run. It's his anniversary tonight. And uh, yep. I'll let, anything else you wanted to wrap? Anything we didn't talk about the double cab that you wanted to bring up, mention, or talk about? No, no I mean, you know, I'm, I'm excited. It was in the feature. I'm going to, you know, try to put together our car with my boy and um, hopefully, you know, his oval window will someday grace the cover. I, I have no luck. I can't get any any cars on on, on the uh, cover. On oh, Hot VW is not going to put any of my cars in the cover. Well, I guess. And that's, we got VW Trends coming back to the scene. VW Trends is coming back. So, Listen, competition makes everybody work a little bit harder. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? You can't sit on your laurels and just, it can't be, the magazine can't turn into Orange County Monthly. Like, this, you just can't, bro. It's just, the scene is too diverse. There's too much stuff going on. You got to have a little, you got to have quite a bit of variety. I do have to give them some accolades. It seems like there's a lot of features in it this month, which I really dig. You know, uh, there's Eric Arnold's feature, I think, that's on uh yeah, Frank's, Frank's car. Bu- yeah. Frank's bugs and they're that bug. That bug, that bug is, is that, that bug was DBK Vegas, bro. Uh, that's is bro, there, that bug, is there right. a DBK Vegas? There's, I, th- there, I think there I'm is DBK Vegas. Ish. There is ish. Yeah, <laughs> Scott tries to coattail ride, bro, but he's he's allowed in because he's related, bro. But yeah, it's I mean, there's a lot of features. I have to give some accolades on there being a lot of features on uh, different cars this year, so or this this month's issue. So that's good. Um, it's always good to see that there's uh, a lot, a, a lot of, there are some improvements. I think another magazine coming out is going to make, it's going to expose a lot more stuff that's in the scene, get some things out there and get some more eyeballs on some more cars that I don't think we get to see enough of in the unique builds and all that kind of fun stuff, because that's the stuff that pushes the bar. Like, you know, your interior, your interior, you stole the idea from like a singer. I don't want to say stole because it's just motivation. It's well, just, it is. I mean, I, singer Porsche else. has kind of inspired me to kind of take that, take that, that look. And, and the crazy part is like the, heated seats. There's not. Yeah, you do have heated seats in there. <laughs> I which do is have heated like, seats in the double. But you know, there really isn't um, a good shot of the interior on this thing. And it's like you, you know, when you when you're putting a lot in a magazine, you don't really get to see a little bit of everything. And so it's like. The, the 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 seats on this look really good the door panels because it's a basket weave smooth combo but it's like it's like a you know a, a tan that's in there and it's just got it's just got a good look to it so check out the feature it's this month's june 2021 hot vw's magazine man scotty moses one of my longtime homies one of the boys one of the ogs from way back <laughs> so uh appreciate you coming in the Thank podcast you. today if you guys like this podcast and i know you did make sure you share it with a friend Go click on those three buttons at the bottom of the podcast link. Send it to you, all your VW friends so they get a listen to this podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for digital and video content. Uh, plenty more podcasts to come out. You guys want to support the podcast, go to letstalkdubs.com. Go to the store, click on some merch, and support your boy. Until next week, guys. Later. A Volkswagen is a nice station wagon.